What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Asian MMA Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything going on in the world of Asian MMA. This episode is brought to you by Malaysian Momic Food, of which I ate way too much on my trip last week, but it's super good, so understandable. I have to argue that it's just too good. I can eat as much as I want. I'm Dana Bluin, and this is your Asian MMA Weekend Recap. Now, before I get into the fight action, and we, we've got a couple cards to talk about uh, that happened over the weekend, really interesting stuff. I've got to give a shout out to two fighters who cut their teeth here in Southeast Asia, uh, right here on the local scene. I've seen both of these guys fight multiple times, both super gritty, and they've made it onto the biggest stage. They've been making some serious moves. So first up, Big shout-out to Cole Smith, who made a successful UFC debut over the weekend. The Cole train spent a lot of time training up at, uh, in Chiang Mai at Team Quest Thailand under the tutelage of Dylan Fussell, the head coach up there, also a complete badass himself. And Cole cut his teeth in the Bangkok-based uh, promotion Full Metal Dojo. He had an amateur fight there. And he made his pro debut with uh, Thailand Ring Wars back in 2016. Now, I'm, this isn't on Cole's record. I had to go check him out on SureDog. But if my memory serves me correctly, I saw Cole fight at a very, very gritty underground promotion out in Patum Thani called uh, Thailand Ring Wars or Thailand Cage Wars. Now, pure grit absolute gritty just as underground as it gets literally it was in a parking garage they laid down uh mats dirty wrestling mats and put chain link fence up around it now it started out as an octagon but because it wasn't grounded every time someone would hit the cage it would sort of shift shape so you can imagine that type of environment i'm pretty i know i saw cole there and i'm pretty sure he fought in that tournament did pretty well as well as a few other guys from from Team Quest Thailand that had made it up there. But again, you know, Cole is going on to bigger and better things. He's in the UFC now, had his first win. So Cole, congratulations, man. Hopefully I get you on the podcast soon. Hit me up. Next up, though, we got to talk about an absolute monster of a human being, and that is Amir Ali Akbari. Now, you might know him. He's also a uh, FMD alum. He, he's fought there several times, but he was in the finals of the Risen Heavyweight Grand Prix against Krokop. That happens to be his only loss as a professional fighter was against a legend named Krokop. Every other person that Amir has fought, he has absolutely smashed. He's gone the distance once in his 11-fight career. Now, I'm, I'm just beyond excited to see Amir actually sign to the UFC and have the opportunity to compete on that stage. It wasn't that long ago. I think when I was talking to uh, John Walsh, fight photographer, photographer from the Clinch Report on the podcast, I was actually saying how I, I think it's very difficult for these Middle Eastern fighters, these South Asian fighters, to get into the UFC just because of the visa restrictions. Now, obviously, the UFC coming to Abu Dhabi in September appears to be the card that they're targeting Amir's debut as, which makes a lot of sense. He's Iranian. That cuts down on some of the visa issues. He can travel there easily. It also makes it an easy flight for him. He doesn't have to fly to Vegas, doesn't have to fly to Europe. He can fight right here in Asia, in the Middle East. 
Now, there's no opponent name for him yet. We'll be waiting to see who that is, but oh, I'm just sure it's going to be a good fight. Amir brings it. Now, he was training with uh, AKA Thailand with Mike Swick down there in Phuket for a while. I don't know if that's still the case. I've heard that he have, may have moved to another gym, but I haven't heard anything official. I'm going to try to find that out. The one thing that I think we really have to point out with Amir, though, and it, and it has to be said, we have to throw this up front with the conversation because he's an awesome guy, great fighter. I've met him a few times personally he's just such a, a nice like down-to-earth guy but in the cage he's a beast and he gets work done however he is serving a lifetime ban from wrestling for a failed ped test so you know we we have to wonder if that's going to play a factor with the usada testing pool and how that's going to work out um and i don't want to speculate what he's doing what he's putting in his body i hope USADA is not going to be an issue for him because I really want to see Amir compete on that level. And I, he's, he's just got, he's got the size, the speed, the strength, everything about where Amir is at physically lines up so well with the UFC heavyweight division. Hopefully USADA is going to be a non-issue and we can get past all that and just see some great fights in that heavyweight division. Time will tell. Let's get on to the weekend's events. And first up, I, I got to talk about the IMAF Asian Open Championships held right here in Bangkok. And for those of you guys that don't know, this was originally supposed to be held in China. Now, it didn't work out in China. There were some issues that kept this from actually occurring there. Like two months notice, uh, Thailand steps up, the TMAF, the organization that's essentially the local chapter of IMAF, steps up says they'll do it they'll host it here and they pull it off it was a great event fantastic you know well run a lot of really good fighters and it was right in the middle of the city which was fantastic because there's easy to get to i jumped on the train i went two stops and there i was at the venue absolutely great i i've got to say though a lot of good fights but you know this is all of Asia. All the member states of Asia sent their fighters. And what we saw was essentially Kazakhstan and Bahrain dominated the entire tournament. Of the 15 divisions that they had, there were just three won by fighters, not from Kazakhstan and not from Bahrain. And of the total 15, seven of those were won by Kazakh fighters. They, they've got something special in the water there. I don't know what it is, but... I mean, I think obviously the wrestling base plays a big part in this. The fact that, you know, these fighters can go in, you know, they have more of a wrestling background where a lot of the Asian countries are much more striking focused. And, you know, the, the grappling tends to sort of be an afterthought in some of their training. The Kazakh fighters, and it looks like the Bahrain fighters are just kind of the opposite where wrestling played a big part. Grappling arts played a big part. And we saw that be successful. Malaysia, China also pulled in some uh, first place finishes in women's divisions. But, you know, for men's divisions, it was, it was straight, you know, Kazakhstan and, and Bahrain. And these guys were monsters. I can't wait to see how they perform on the world stage at the IMF World Championships when that happens. I know last year, Kazakhstan did really well. I mean, that wrestling base and just like the grittiness and overall conditioning is absolutely phenomenal. You know, it makes for exciting fights. And I was just so happy to have that here in Bangkok and IMAF being a world-class organization governing body for amateur MMA. You know, they bring in great officials. They bring in, you know, their rule sets and just the whole structure. 
Kareth Brown was here. He's the president of IMATH. I didn't get a chance to uh, talk to him, but hopefully we're going to be setting up a call maybe this week, maybe next week. And I'm actually going to have Ply, who's the head of TMAF, come on the show this week. So you guys will get to see that interview later in the week. Now, we got to jump over Friday night. Uh, one had four honor that took place in Jakarta. Good card. I mean, overall, the main event was uh, Sam A defending his flyweight uh, one Super Series Muay Thai championship against Jonathan Haggerty. Went to a decision, five really good rounds. Uh, essentially, you know, Haggerty, you know, pushed the pace and he got two knockdowns, which, which won him the championship. He was able to take it away from Sam A. Great fight, hard fought victory for Haggerty. Well done. The co main event, though, was uh, the one championship debut of Yushin Akami, UFC veteran. You know, he, he came out and he said he wanted to make a run at this one welterweight championship. You know, Yushin had been looking good, talking a lot to the press leading up to this. Uh, he debuted against uh, Kiamaran Abzov. And, you know, I, I've got to say, I thought that. Yushin looked really well in the first round. He got a beautiful trip takedown, dominated top position. But here's the thing. Abazov was able to shut down all of his offense from the bottom. So, you know, Yushin's on top of Abazov, and Abazov is just able to kind of shut him down and not really let Yushin get anything going. They come out for the second round, and Abazov just brings it. Ends up landing a huge right, dropping uh, Yushin and jumping on top of him and putting in work to really try to work to finish it, landed in some big shots. Now, I, I definitely think he was on the way to getting the finish. I felt that the stoppage was a bit early. It looked to me like Yushin was doing some work to kind of keep his position moving. He still had his butterfly hooks in. He was moving around. I, I felt like the stoppage was just a little bit early. I don't know if it would have made a difference to the outcome of the fight, just given the overall pressure that Abasov was putting on him. But I mean, at this level, a veteran like Yushin Akami, you've got to give him every opportunity to turn it around. And I don't think the ref did here. But, you know, uh, it's a tough one. It, you know, it's a split second too early. I, I hate to split hairs on it, but it's it's a tough call to make and also from the broadcast we did have the worst possible angle we were looking at from behind that was just my my opinion on it anyway that is all i have for you guys today to stay up to date with all things asian mma be sure to subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play spotify stitcher player fm youtube facebook we are everywhere anywhere you get podcasts it should be there if it's not let me know i'll submit the feed I want you guys to be able to get this everywhere we have podcasts available. Check it out.